Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. K-Love is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. This is Closer Look. I'm Becky Hansen. My guest today is Lainey Dries, Executive Director of Alaska Junior Theater in Anchorage. Welcome to Closer Look, Lainey. Thank you for having me. Alaska Junior Theater was established in 1981, so there are 38 years that it's been bringing professional, family-friendly performances to Alaska. That's correct. What was the purpose behind the effort in the beginning? Well, it actually was created or um, thought of in the kitchen of Lori and Morris Horning. They're our founders who are still around to this day. They help quite often in um, volunteering and stuff. And basically they felt that Anchorage was not seeing a quality, a caliber of performers that were family friendly, that were for kids, that that they weren't getting to see, kids weren't getting to see opera, they weren't getting to see great ballet, dance, theater productions, and really that is still true today. So they created it and we um, bring our our professional performers from all over the world. And that is kind of our, our mission is to do that. And we make sure that they're accessible to all children. So we help them with lots of scholarships and making sure that no one is left behind and that everyone gets to see our shows because we are geographically distant from the rest of the United States, from the world in a lot of ways. So it is Alaska Junior Theater's job to go out to London and bring a professional theater company or go to New Zealand and bring up a Maori dance company or go to Houston and bring up one of the best hip hop dance companies. Those that is what we do to bring for our kids, and they're all family-orientated or educationally based so that they get a chance to see what's out in the world. We bring the world to Anchorage. Do you have a story about the success of AJT? I would say every time we have an artist cross the stage, there's a bit of magic. And to me, that's the success. It's all about creating that magic for kids. Um, but we've had several artists that are highly recommended by our people. Lightwire Theater is one of our favorite companies. Um, They've been up several times in the past and will come again in our next season, in fact. And they do an electroluminescent puppetry show and they have different titles, The Ugly Duckling, uh, Moon Mouse, and a, A Space Odyssey. And what you'll see, it's dancers that are in pitch black with electroluminescent puppetry on them, big, huge, life-size puppets that the kids get to see. And it's it's amazing. The first time I saw the dinosaur one that they did, I was counting and I was disappointed because I thought there's got to be 10 people on that stage making that happen. I mean, that right there is like, got to have 10 people. It was four. At the last moment, they come out and they turn on the lights so they can do their bow and you get to see this huge puppet all over their body that that they're doing and they, they bow and it's like, how did four people do that? It was amazing. <laughs> So yeah, I was so excited to bring them in particular. Are these productions performed outside of Anchorage in Alaska as well? It can happen. In the past, um, we were able to get funding to help us take our show to Seward, up to Bethel and Barrow. And um, so that's... Uh, that funding has gone away in a lot of ways, the, the economy, the way that it is. So we work very hard to bring in groups from Awasila and, and Palmer, specifically Seward, Nikiski. We have some groups that come up and make, make it for once a year at least, you know, that kind of stuff. So we do reach out of the Anchorage Bowl, but we also partner with other arts organizations in other cities and do a tour together. So we did Black Violin last year and um, worked with Fairbanks to have them go up to Fairbanks as well. So we did a tour that way, which is really great way and use of their time and a great way, you know, to utilize our resources better. What venues do you use? We are at the Alaska Center for the Performing Arts, and we usually use the Atwood Concert Hall, which is a 2,000-seat hall, and the Discovery Theater, which is 700-seat hall. 
And I understand you also go to schools. We take our artists out in the afternoon for workshops and stuff. So usually our, their days consist of they're here for a week, um, anywhere from three to five days. They go and do school performances twice in, in the morning. And then we take them in the afternoon to after school programs with the 21st century program so that they get to see Title I kids and they do workshops or they just answer questions or they play theater games with them. It's it's really fun. Do homeschool kids get to take part in these performances you as well? You bet they do. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. We have, actually we have anywhere from um, 100 to 500 that have come to a full show throughout all the different performances. So yeah, we, we really enjoy our homeschool audience. What is a study guide used for? We have it on our website so that teachers can download it. They can print it out for students. It has different games. Um, so it'll have word searches and crossword puzzles. So it'll t- discuss what who the artist is. If it is uh, from a, a country that would be interesting or they have historical significance that would have those kind of things in it so that the, the teachers can talk with them about Africa or about a certain type of music that we're bringing up, the story of the the performance that we're going to be seeing. So it has those kind of things in it, as well as an introduction to the artists. And then the games and stuff at the back would respond to that vocabulary words they learned, um, different questions they could ask if, you know, about Zydeco or whatever else. So it's uh, supposed to be a resource for teachers to bring the curriculum into the classroom. So it's not just coming to see a show. It's a way to get kids to read more. You're going to read the story ahead of time. You're going to answer some questions, learn about the region. They do projects. We have coloring things in them, all kinds of things like that so that they can do stuff at the classroom as well as enjoy it in the theater. What a great way to travel in your imagination. I agree. (laughs) Yes. If you're just tuning in, I'm Becky Hansen. This is Closer Look. I'm here with Lainey Dries, Executive Director of Alaska Junior Theater in Anchorage. Lainey, I understand that AJT also arranges transportation for the youth. Oh, yes. We take care of all the busing. It's part of a separate grant that that we have in Anchorage. So um, we go ahead and find out how many students can go, and and we usually provide our busing according to a bus load. So our grant says that we cannot use it in in a lot of different ways, and so we can't do it for like 20 people. (laughs) We can't provide a bus for that. So we have some restrictions, and that's written out on everything. So teachers are asked to bring several different classes, depending on their age range. So they fill the bus completely and that's when they qualify for a bus. But we do it in Anchorage and get them to the Performing Arts Center, which is just great. How did you get into this line of work? I went to UAA and the first year my best friend and I said, well, we can take intro to theater, intro to art or intro to music. And I said, well, theater, we'll get to see shows, right? Let's do that. That'll be fun. So then I put it off. I took all of the classes and I waited two years and I actually got paid to work in the costume shop. And then to get that, I had to declare a major. So then I declared the theater major, but I was doing a theater major and a photojournalism at the same time. Did that in five years. Um, Went away to graduate school to Wichita and I just came home. When I got done with my degree, I just came home. And so I spent about eight months until I got hired at the symphony. I was very excited to be there. From the symphony, I went to the Anchorage Concert Association, was there for nine years as their education and production person. When I came to AJT, it was five productions a year, but everything. (laughs) Taking care of uh, everything but the marketing of the public shows and the, the moving of the teachers. So everything else. So my, my bag of tricks got bigger, more diverse, I guess. I wasn't doing as much volume, but it was more diverse. And it keeps you interested. 
Yeah, there's it's a changes and and that's what's really nice. I really try over the summer with my staff to because we only um, do performances f- uh, for the school year, so we are from um, October to to May, and so our summertime is to clean up from the season before because during the season it's it's really fast month after month after month it's really fast. So we clean up from the season and then it's a time to okay we have a whole new season what can we do differently? What can we do new? Because that keeps me interested. It's been 14 years that I've been here. I've been 15 years in July. And it is very similar. Show comes up. We take them to the same places. We're at the same theater. We we have a lot of the same teachers, which is a really familiar and wonderful feeling. But I really need to look at every single production of what new can we try? What different games can we put in the study guide? How can we market a different, what part of the community can we reach out to, to get them involved so that it stays fresh and new for me. So looking back at your work with AJT, what are you the most proud of? 40,000 people walking in our doors every year, 40 to 50, depending. Yeah, that's the volume that we are able to do with three staff and 10 board members and about 100 volunteers that come and help us. I mean, it takes a lot of volunteers to help us on school days and that kind of stuff. But just what we are able to accomplish with the number of people that walk through our doors for public shows, school performances, workshops, it's anywhere from 40 to 50,000, depending on the year. And to have that kind of reach into the community, we have some really great partnerships with local performer, performing groups, social groups, different ethnic groups in our city that know Alaska Juniors. So when we bring a certain artist and we really try to have that kind of diversity in our artists, as well as I usually bring one to two performers a year that have no words that are dancing or music that is, you know, foreign music. So you're not dependent on what the words are. You're just there to listen to the music. Lightwire Theater has no words at all. Uh, it's just the music in the background. And so that really reaches into our deaf and hard of hearing community. And to remember that our school districts have only over 95 different languages being spoken in them. That's that the, the English is the second language to all of those kids. And so to reach them in a very special way, bringing a show that has no words or bringing music or dance that isn't dependent upon the, a story like a straight play would be, where you're really trying to listen to the words and know what the actors are saying. That's really important to me. I like to reach into the community that way and make sure that we're accessible to everyone. Lainey, I'd like to hear about some of the previous productions. What yeah. are some of your favorites? There's a show called We're Going on a Bear Hunt. And it's actually on the poster behind you on the wall. And it was a a British production, theater production. And it was about this family who went through the woods. And there's a book that is very repetitive. And um, uh, the kids learn very early in the production what to say when, and so they can repeat it back and repeat it. So the participation is amazing. And I don't know, I just always fell in love with it, which is why it's on my wall. Another one of my favorite artists is David Gonzalez. He is a storyteller from New York and he's done several different productions with us. And what I like is he really touches the community when he's here. The students who see him feel like he's talking to them. He His outreach when he goes is very personal, very, and in fact, my nephew, when he first came, was three years old. And I have a picture of them out on the back porch where David said, it's mine and Avery's turn. He's, we're going to tell me a story outside. So everybody else go inside. So they sat on the porch together and I just got a quick picture and what I don't know what the story was. And so Avery and David have been switching back notes every time I go to a conference. Tell David I said hi. And then they send me back a picture. So same thing with Terrence Simeon when he came. So the personal uh, connection with the artist when they're, you wouldn't think so, but for a week together, you really get to know people. You really get to know how cool they are. And when you see them giving to your community in that way, Soul Street Dance Company is another one of my favorites. I've only brought them twice, but they came back 
effect this past year. And literally during the production, when they came out to talk about how fun it was to be in the community and the kids that they worked with and, and thanking me and the, and us for bringing them, I teared up and I was like, okay, this is why I do what I do because it was just very meaningful. And the people were just having such a grand time in the show and enjoying what these artists were doing. And it was hip hop dance. It was fabulous, but how they touch our community and watching the one-on-one experience in a classroom or in a talk back during a a show asking question or at a reception, uh, as well as being inspired, watching professional dancers who are making their living doing this thing or professional theater people who are, and that come time after time, push cart players, they come every year almost with us with a different production. And so you get to see the actors and know who they are. And so that it, it touches kids. It gets them inspired to become the, the audience of the future, if not go into the field themselves. This is Closer Look. Thanks for joining us. I'm Becky Hansen with my special guest, Lainey Dries, Executive Director of Alaska Junior Theater in Anchorage. You're going to find them online at akjt.org. They're also active on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or reach them by phone at 907-272-7546. Lainey, let's talk about how these productions even begin. Okay. What's the criteria you use to book a production? We have three different criteria. It's artistic excellence, educational component. Do they fit into the educational realm? And then outstanding outreach. Can they go into the community and, and give what they're doing and, and show things? So those are the three things that we use to choose an artist. And then for the five artists that we bring for a year, our audience kind of demands, is the way it goes, that we bring a K through five, three different productions that are K through five, usually based on a book, usually a musical version um, or a classic story so that we're getting into that smaller range, which is the, the it's just easier for them to get out of school, the K through five range. Then we usually bring one that is a middle range, third grade to eighth grade, um, has a little bit more content to it, maybe a little more of a social issue like Danny King in the Basement about a boy who was homeless. We use Lightwire for that as well because of the electroluminescent puppetry. It's a different, more innovative theater. So that's kind of our mid-range. And then we usually bring one show that is our spectacular. It's um, K through everybody, five years old to 95 years old. And it's uh, usually music or or dance or uh, acrobatics, something that's going to appeal to everyone who's there. Uh, So we we try and bring a show that's like that. So those are the five shows and how how we do that. So once a show is booked, then what? Well, let's see. We're right the in that work process. Begins, yeah, it? actually, it's kind of funny because we we go to two different booking conferences, theater booking conferences, and I go myself in in September to Arts Midwest and meet with my agents ahead of time and kind of get a feel for what's going to be out there and what might be interested in. And then in January, my board members and I, three of them, uh, go to the International Performing Arts for Youth, where we get to see, spend five days watching shows, watching shows, meeting agents, picking it's a rough up. life, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> you wouldn't be surprised how hard it is after twelve hours of being in a theater here. It's a little hard to stay awake sometimes, especially since we go to the East coast to Philadelphia to do it. So you start out tired, but, um, it is really fun. And, uh, we choose our show, we come back and then we recommend our season for the board and they 
Dave Owner. We just did that. So now we're in the process of creating our brochure for the next season, figuring out if there's a theme to it, how it's going to um, work for subscriptions, uh, for our public tickets, um, when we want them to come, how many days we want them to come, which theater they should be in. So all those things have to be decided. We go into the contracting stage in May and June, try and get the contracts taken care of and get everything all lined out. And then the summer is spent reaching out to the community. If it's going to have an opening act, a local uh, opening act with a dance company or um, uh, anyone else that we want to have on the stage because it makes sense with what that artist is. Uh, if we're going to go into the schools, what schools, we, we reach out before school is over to our teachers and start to get registrations in. So a lot of the summer is spent getting our registrations figured out with teachers, especially in August when they come back, they hit us pretty hard. And when you've got 37,000 kids being bussed in. The logistics of that is kind of exciting. Yes. Yeah. Getting all that and all the paperwork to track that and the computer systems to track that. So there's the cleaning out of the old season and starting with the new. And then once we hit October and we're starting our season, you're in season mode. And so it's four to five weeks out. Another show is going to be happening. What are the things marketing wise, preparing seating, preparing busing arrangements, all the things that have to happen. And then you right away. So pretty much we finish a show and the next week is payment deadline for the the next show. So our season kind of rolls and then May hits me go, okay, let's clean up, start again. And March is a busy time of year for us because we have our annual benefit involved with our artist that's here. So we do the same thing as everyone else with a silent live auction, dinner and champagne reception, which is fabulous. But we have a performance for our, our um, donors as well. So we have a 45 minute piece every March with our performer. So they get to see exactly what the kids saw in a hotel ballroom, but they get a chance to get that same feeling of magic that the kids enjoyed all week. And usually those are our larger shows. So we have seven to 10,000 kids coming to see the show. And then when you sit there and you go, that was really fun. Yes, it is. And that's what we did all week with our kids. So you should be involved in this. So I encourage everyone every, every once in a while to go on our website and see what our shows are in March, because that particular event, our annual benefit dinner is it's really fun. It's a lot of work for us, but it's really fun. And at the same time, we're starting the new season and getting all those things together. So we end up again back in May with five successful shows, hopefully a budget that is pretty, you know, matching. <laughs> and we start it all over again. Lainey, as we're winding down the interview today, I still have some questions. Yay. I have lots of questions to ask. Uh, do you always need volunteers? Yes. And in fact, uh, we would not be able to do it. There's three of us. 50,000 people do not get it through the theater on three people alone. On school show days, we need volunteers to help us at the bus. They get on the bus, they tell t teachers where to go, and they direct them into the theater and just make sure everything happens safely. And that can take any, almost up to 20 uh, um, in the Atwood Hall, definitely. But we also need volunteers to help us spread the word, um, to distribute posters throughout town, to come and help us when we have different boothing events and just share their enthusiasm for Alaska Junior Theater with the general public. So we always have room for, and we have a few that come an hour a week in the office just to help us keep up with whatever office stuff is going on. So we have something. If you want a job, we can, we can find you something to do. Something for everybody. Yes. How is the theater funded? Well, we are a mix. We're pretty lucky that we are about 60% earned in income, which is kind of unusual for a nonprofit these days. We do receive lots of grant funding. 
um, not entirely as much as we used to, and more from private foundations than from um, government. Okay. But I think our biggest need is for the individual and corporate that has been coming up and down uh, over the past. I've been here 14 years. It used to be higher in some places and lower in others, but it's always a need to diversify in that place. Uh, we have lots of opportunities for, for especially corporations to be involved with program ads and um, being a part of a show and helping us because the expense of bringing an entire performance to Alaska with air, artist airfare, hotel, the bringing the set, building the set. If we have to build it, we build it in my garage. I mean, we save every penny we possibly can, but it is an expensive endeavor. And most of our artists are about a hundred thousand dollars in expenses, it, give or take. So when you think about bringing one show, um, what that takes, we need help to do that. So with corporations and things like that. What's something you can tell us about Alaska Junior Theater that people might find surprising? Well, the number one thing is Alaska Junior Theater doesn't have kids on stage. Um, we are for kids. We bring up professional theater from all over the world for kids to enjoy and be inspired by. That doesn't mean we never have a child on the stage. Artists bring them up for to participate in our shows often and be a part of. We also have um, the opportunity many times with a public show to add an opening act and we use local performers and local dance companies. Underground Dance Company has done it with us before. Uh, we've used UAA Glee Club before. So different community groups have been involved because they're interested in the artist. And so we either, they perform in the lobby beforehand or they do a workshop with our artists. Um, so we get the community involved in that way. But on the stage, when you come to see an AGT show, they are professionals from all over the world and not kids. So it's theater for kids, not theater with kids. Lainey, can you tell us a story about how one of these kids' lives have been changed or enriched through AJT? Well, yeah, uh, I've had people in my classes, workshops, uh, dance class specifically, that have gone on and then um, been part of different dance companies. And they've come back to town and said, oh, yeah, I started back here and back then. But um, my favorite thing as a personal theater artist in Anchorage has been um, I, I've always done classes myself on the side and teach things. And I remember I was bringing an artist to a hotel to get set up where they're going. And the girl at the front desk said, you're Lainey, right? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I am. Do I, do I know you? She goes, well, you might not remember, but you taught, you came and brought artists to our thing and you actually taught a class. And it was, it was, I had a very small role. I was just a soldier. I didn't have very many lines, but it was so much fun. And so I went off to, to college for theater after that. So I met her when she was in junior high and she went off and got a degree, poor girl, in theater after that. And it was like, I did it. Because all I've ever wanted to do with theater is present a positive experience that encourages someone to experience theater again, either on the stage, in the audience, helping to bring, by, by giving money, if that's what they do, whatever the thing is that makes them feel good about theater and give them experience and chance to do that again. And Alaska Junior Theater does that. I found this is kind of the home to make that happen. I love that. Lainey, our time together has gone by so quickly. Yes. <laughs> Before we close, is there anything else that you'd like to add? I really love Alaska Junior Theater. I think, and I hope you sense that with the passion that I speak about it. So I think the best way to see and understand what we do is to come to a school performance and sit in an audience with 2,000 kids who are yelling and stomping their feet and, and laughing and having a great time 
and you really get a sense of the power and the magic of what Alaska Junior Theater does in our community and how important it is that everyone support it and make sure it happens. It's important that theater, how it touches our lives, it gives us a different way for people to learn, to to realize how they are as humans and to encourage that in youth so that it continues into the future is so important. So if you would like that experience and want to know more about it, please check out AJT's website or give us a call. I'd be happy to sit with you for and have coffee and explain to you exactly anything I might've missed about how cool this organization is. And again, that website is akjt.org. I'd like to thank my guest, Lainey Dries, Executive Director of Alaska Junior Theater in Anchorage. For more information on Alaska Junior Theater, you can also email us at closerlook at klove.com. That's closerlook at klove.com. For Closer Look, I'm Becky Hansen. This has been Klove Closer Look. Find us online at klove.com.